theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston Press to ATO. Three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. How's everyone doing today? Very good. How are you doing, Quinn? Great. I'm excited to talk with you today. Today we're talking about an interesting topic related to entrepreneurship. Specifically, when you're starting a business, why is it important to stay private before it launches? Right? That's a very good question. I, would, I think that it is. I mm-hmm. mean, at least this is, this is something that we've talked a lot about before. I think in terms of why we would stay private before we actually are doing it, we, I mean, I think it kind of comes down to we want to, we want more action than talk, mm-hmm. right? We want to yeah. be those people where it's like, if some, if you're talking about it, it's because you're doing it. You're not right. talking about it and then you never actually follow through. Yeah. I think it kind of has a little bit to do with that, but I'd be really interested to hear what your thoughts are. Well, yeah, I, I've, I, I think that it's pretty freaking embarrassing when you set the expectation to be high and then the reality is you don't yeah. meet it. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and, we're talking a little bit more specifically about entrepreneurship and I would even say like, let's just get into like the incubator aspect, right? Yeah. Cause we've actually been a part of, you know, of course the incubator at Oklahoma state university, but we've had, uh, you know, the opportunity to be able to actually tour a lot of other incubators as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a, I think it's the difficult, it's a difficult process to figure out how to actually judge if someone's idea is real or not, especially when you're trying to accept them into an incubator, right? Who's going to follow through on their idea and who is not going to, because sometimes you go into an incubator with an idea and you're looking for help because you feel like you can't really do it without Mm -hmm. the help. Yeah. I understand that completely. And we've played mentor roles with a lot of individuals, but I have to say that more often than not, people are just in the ideation phase and it becomes a bit uh, like, I don't know. Do you take them seriously when they're in the ideation phase? I think we always do as, as being a good mentor, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't want or need extra hype to convince me to, you know, give you my assistance with this. But at the same time too, if you, if you, do demonstrate that you have something real, I'm going to be more likely to like really put in more of my time because it's demonstrating validity to proof of, of an idea, proof yeah. of concept. Proof of concept, I think, is a really important aspect of it, right? Because anyone could just say, hey, I have this idea. And then the next question is like, that's cool. How did you come up with the idea? What are the skills that you have to be able to actually bring this to fruition? But at the same time, you don't want to shut down someone's idea. But you're absolutely right. If there's substance behind it, if there's a proof of concept behind it, even if it's just a little prototype, mm-hmm. you've put in the work to get there at least. And now maybe you're in search of a team. Right. Maybe you're not as good of a developer as you think you need to be able to make this happen. So mm-hmm. you're looking for developers. Or maybe you absolutely have no idea where to even start with marketing. So you're trying to look for someone who's like really got a, a good set of skills to be able to launch your product or business when you're ready. Yeah. So there's a lot of different reasons why people would actually want to just come in to an incubator with Mm -hmm. just an idea. But I would say that the biggest thing is I think it maybe it's be careful who you share it with. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I just feel like with, with a lot of different businesses, I wouldn't say it's necessarily intellectual property. 
that mm. people are protecting. Yeah, sometimes people think that it is, though. Yeah, I mean... I'm just reflecting on some of the individuals who have joined the incubator, and they're like, they, one made you sign a non-disclosure agreement for which, an idea. Which is just absolutely, to me, to me, it's way overboard, okay? Yeah. Like, think about how difficult it is to start a business, okay? To start a business that I think is a good idea is one thing. It's so difficult to actually be successful in that. But mm -hmm. to take someone else's idea that I never, I don't even know anything about, but I think maybe is a good idea, and to then actually take that and go and start a business on it myself, mm -hmm. the odds of anyone actually doing that is so low. Well, what the, are your thoughts, though, like looking at like the movie Social Network and the whole premise of that was the Winklevoss twins came up with the idea of Facebook and then Mark Zuckerberg did it all on his own and then he got sued for a lot of money Yeah, because they, I mean, it all could have been prevented if they made him sign a non, uh, a disclosure agreement. Yeah, but he wouldn't have. Like, I think that that's a, it's a unique story, a unicorn story in general. But mm -hmm. I would say that what Mark Zuckerberg also shows is, I mean, look, if the Winklevoss twins really wanted to do it and they didn't get Mark Zuckerberg, would they have actually done it to the point that Facebook got? They, they could have still done it. Hmm. They still could have gotten a developer and, sa and said, like, let's compete with them. You know, I mean, there's yeah. a whole movement of open source programming now where basically like anything on the blockchain that you like, you know, and you want to develop, you can go and take the code and basically start making it yourself. Now, to do that takes a lot of time. I think it has a lot to do with the compound interest of time and work, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, it's going to be really hard for anyone to catch up to what Ethereum is because it's been going on for so long, right? Mm -hmm. But you Ethereum, which is one of the cryptocurrencies that's been established as probably the second most well-known cryptocurrency. Yeah, but it's not just a cryptocurrency. It's a blockchain. So it's it's a blockchain itself, right? And it, to build a blockchain, you can go out and find the programming tools to be able to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone could actually, with the right skills, do it. But I think that it, you know, a lot of it has to do with timing and whatnot. But I think that story with Mark Zuckerberg just kind of shows, well, like the Winklevoss twins, it was an idea, dude. Like it, Mark Zuckerberg actually took it to fruition. Yes, he should have probably been more honest with you and saying, I'm going to actually do this myself or whatever. And then at that point, if you're going to sue this kid for just an idea, I think that would have gone nowhere. Mm -hmm. But they could have also said, you know what? Screw this. We're going to get another developer who's even smarter than this guy and we're going to do it ourselves. What would that story have looked like? Very I don't different. know. Very different, right? So I just think, you know, Mark Zuckerberg had the tools to be able to do it and he knew that they didn't. And so that's kind of, I think that that's that part of the story, but that's not always the case in incubators. Right. Mo most of the time when you're in it, when you come to an incubator, everyone's there to help each other out mm -hmm. in some way, whether that's to be, well, we like to think so. Yeah. From like, our experience too. Yeah. But I mean, you're also kind of, I mean, people are watching you. There, there are there are people who are actually involved in the incubator, whether they're entrepreneurs and residents or the, the people who are running the incubator who are there to help people out. And if they see something where someone's stealing someone's idea, I think they're going to, you know, there's accountability at least within mm -hmm. an incubator, right? Which right. is like a system that a lot of people actually do like to be a part of. Right. So I want to go back, though, to your prior statement because you said that maybe it's not as much of being private as be, it is being selective with who you share your idea with when you're in that early phase. Yeah, I think that that's, to me at least, a super important 
thing. Like, why am I telling this person this? Right. Okay. And if it has to do with the fact that they're questioning, like, I don't understand what you're doing, but they actually will not provide any sort of, you know, positive impact or anything like that on the idea itself, then that's something more like an insecurity of mine. And I don't want, it's probably a signal that I shouldn't say anything to that person. Now, when it comes to who I should share it with, it's definitely, there are a select group of individuals where I know by just sharing it, it would be like, oh, well, let me connect you with this person. I think, because I want to know who who's out there to actually help me find, like figure this business plan out. So so is the selection primarily based on who can provide you with the resources you need? Yeah. Or, or potentially connect, you know, So it's not so much about like trust. Well, I do think it is about trust. I also do think, I mean, it's very complicated. It is a complicated thing. Some challenging questions out there. Well, it's a good, they're all good questions. I just think the, an idea is an idea. Everyone has ideas. There are great ideas all the time out there. There mm-hmm. are ideas in academic papers that don't get used for like 12 years, right? I mean, yeah. there are, there are There's ide- a lot of ideas that actually never get used exact- in academic papers. Ex- a lot of them. And there are some that, I mean, Bitcoin is a, is a perfect example. Bitcoin uses a lot of the ideas that were published in a paper back in the 90s, right? And mm-hmm. that, like that was used, that that idea was actually supposed to be for eliminating spam emails uh, and email as email was kind of just coming to fruition and it wasn't used to prevent spam and emails. They found a different method, but this method was then applied and used it to create Bitcoin and mm-hmm. blockchain. So super interesting, but I just think that, I mean, I don't, I'm I, just trying to break down like the selection process because you know, I, I, in all honesty, I come from more of the camp, like I actually don't want to share anything with anyone until it's at a point where I have proof of concept in some way or another. It may be a prototype, it may be a website, but until I have something like that, or I can charge someone money to utilize my service, I don't, I I don't even want to, I don't even want to reach out. Yeah. that, that, That might be my problem. In all honesty, it might be a bigger problem than a benefit, but that's just how, who I am where I've seen it so many times in the freaking classroom or in the incubator where wonderful kids, students, I'm a kid too, they come up and they have a gung-ho idea that they're going to, I mean, I've heard some radical ideas, start a, a, a retro band coffee shop in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. And I'm all about it. And they've made some shirts about it too. And they're selling their shirt for $12 and you're all about it too. And then... I mean, how many of them actually do it? It's so bad that I'm like, if it's that bad of a ratio from my experience, the last thing I want to do is place myself in that category. Yeah. Well, I think that based on our experience over time, to be honest, the whole incubator phase is actually, I mean, that's where you only get ideas and very few proof of concepts. Well, it depends on which phase of the incubator because there's the Well, that's what I was going to say. No, I think that the accelerator is different from the incubator. And I'm starting to find a lot of accelerators online as opposed to incubators because I think mm-hmm. what a lot of people are starting to learn is that you say you have, a, you have an incubator, send me any and all entrepreneurs with ideas and mm-hmm. out of 100, maybe two. Like maybe three. May, like yeah, two if you're that. three. It, two, two, three max, okay? Maybe with 100 yeah. who actually go f- 
go forth and continue to do it. And so the idea initially, I think, was that there was an inc- the phases of the incubator was incubation period and then accelerator. Now I think that the incubator mm-hmm. and the accelerator are completely different now. And an accelerator only accepts business ideas that have proof of concept. Or that are actually running at a certain point too. Yeah. That's like another, you, yeah. it doesn't have to be proof of concept. It could be actually, this is our website and we have this many customers so far. Yeah. No one goes into Shark Tank with an idea. You're entering Shark Tank to get the financial resources you want, demonstrating your past performance to ensure that you're exchanging the smallest amount of equity for the maximum amount of investment funds. Exactly. And I do think there was a, there's a phase and maybe, I don't know if we're out of this yet or not, but in tech, people would come to VCs and say, I have this really great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need money to be able to start it though. I have no money. Right. Right. And that's to me, if someone's asking for money with absolutely no proof of concept, how good is that idea? Actually, it's yeah. gotta be, it better be like game changing crazy. Right. That literally, I, I, I can't I even can't imagine, imagine what that is. Right now, yeah. Honestly, I mean, think about like all of the different companies that we use maybe on a daily basis, you know, like Dropbox or. Yeah. Well, they, it could be argued they had a pretty good proof of concept. No, oh, they did. Well, I would say Y Combinator helped get them there yeah. though too, you know, and I would say that Y Combinator is really selective of who they bring in and it has to do with the team. It has yeah. to do with the leadership team. That was team also a different era too. I wonder if there's any differences from that time yeah. period to this time period. I mean, cause they, they actually went and approached Steve Jobs about it and it's like one of their most memorable moments. RIP. That was a while ago, though. That's crazy. That is a long time ago. Um, the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring in is like, how is it that we did it? Because there's, there is, we shouldn't just be black or, or white about it. And and I was going more of the black or white, where it's like you either share or you don't share. And I still kind of feel that a little bit. Like I'm 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 more the don't share. But when I reflect on how we did it with our venture life out of the box when we left the country, we created a blog. And it wasn't, we, we didn't like say we were going to, we, we knew we wanted to create a business that gives back. We had no idea what it was going to be. We didn't know how it was going to give back, but we brought people along on the journey of it. So in that sense, it wasn't private at all Yeah. because we were fully exposed as to what was going on, what was in our heads, the whole process of it. But we also did establish a goal fairly long-term goals about eight months until we actually launched our online store but we established that from the beginning that we were going to create a social venture that's kind of in that gray area where it's like you look at the blog it's kind of demonstrating oh this is proof of concept they're actually living there they're actually like going through it they're posting every single day Mm -hmm. but at the same time we didn't actually tell everyone what it was until probably right at the moment when we launched our online store it was like yeah this is our business surprise i remember making that video yeah we were yeah that's true i would say that it what we were trying to do is hold ourselves accountable to the public like mm-hmm. we said we wanted to create a, a social venture a business that would give back in some way we were still on the path of discovering that but what we wanted to make sure we did was that we didn't just say this is what we wanted to do with people. We posted every day because we wanted to be held accountable to actually do it. Right. That actually sounds kind of familiar. Now that I'm thinking about it. What? Well, we're podcasting every single day. It does. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, we want to be held accountable to ourselves yeah. and to others that we're actually, when we say we do something, we're going to do something. We actually are going to do it. Yeah. Right. And I think that that is one thing. If, if you have an idea that you haven't, 
like maybe you've shared with other people and then you don't go through with it. I think that it automatically, I mean, it obviously shows a little bit about, unfortunately. I don't want to be too harsh, but yeah, you're, I know where you're feeling. Well, I just think that, you know, you got to be careful with, you know, what you publicize yourself. And I know there's a little bit of fake it too. You make it when it comes to entrepreneurship, but don't fake it like where you have like literally nothing that you're working on. You're just mm-hmm. telling people that this is a business idea that I've been working on for years. Like, yeah. you know, I've heard that from people where like, I've been working on this idea for years and this is like what they just come to the events with just to be able to be a part of it, which right. is okay. But I think that there's got to be a point where you have to pull the trigger and just say, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And for us, we we didn't know exactly what the social venture was going to be when we first left for Nicaragua. That was that was very true. We mm-hmm. had an idea that we wanted to do like a one-for-one thing, kind of like Tom's Shoes. But we wanted to really understand what the needs were before and what the opportunities were as well. Yeah, it would have been arrogant and ignorant of us to go down there yeah. with, uh, with an idea of like, oh, we're going to... I know what they need. I know what they have. And this is our business. Like, that's so silly. Yeah, exactly. And what was really even, what was really interesting too, is that, okay, we were asked also, like, did you do the research about Nicaragua before? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean, we did extensive research on Nicaragua, but yeah, like the cost of living down to like the, the penny, right? To toilet paper. Yeah. Like really understood it a lot. And we looked into the opportunities, you know, the economic opportunities and whatnot. But the truth is, is like every report, it was just so underwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, I think there's something in both of us where if someone, if there's a place or an industry or, you know, I don't know, an environment where people are not looking at it at all. People mm-hmm. have completely undervalued it. They're just not looking into it at all. And yeah. based on the reports, it doesn't look, it looks kind of bleak, right? Wow. We kind of are more curious about that we're area. To that. Yeah. Where we're, it's like, we like the path less road, less taken. Yeah. Is that what, uh, Robert Frost, my buddy yeah. wrote. Yeah. It is. We like the path. Uh, but also that's where you find opportunities. If, if, if everyone's reading the same reports and it's saying no opportunities here, you got to yeah. go somewhere else. Well, really, let's go on the ground and actually see what opportunities are there that mm-hmm. maybe someone's missing because someone at Deloitte didn't really care. You yeah, know, yeah. like there's there's a lot of different, you know, the same kind of information that a lot of people look into in terms of where they should go or where they should put their money. Mm-hmm. And for us, we just we thought that, you know, I, we wanted to just understand how we could help and what types of businesses we could actually create mm-hmm. using the power of the internet. Really, yeah. to be honest, that's really what it was. It was us At moving. Time, it was social media too. It was. It was a, a lot of social media. I mean, Instagram was kind of more of in its like infancy Online stage. shops were just starting to like get out there like more prominently for like small businesses. Yeah, you know? like Shopify maybe was just starting. I remember yeah. Ticktail. Remember that was like our first yeah. online st- store. There, there were we were using platforms that don't exist today. <laughs> they got acquired. They got acquired by, by other companies. Them. Yeah. So I just think that, I don't know when it comes to someone's business idea, it's important to be able to like share it with others. Or if you don't have a partner, if you're just going solo, like actually being able to bounce ideas off of other people, you want to make sure that those are the people that you trust that actually would provide you with feedback and not just say, that's a silly idea. Why don't you just go get a job? You know, like mm-hmm. I would say, I don't want like the last, the worst thing that I, I saw in the incubator I saw it many times, unfortunately, was someone would come up with an idea. They were really actually very excited about it. And I thought maybe they would actually go through with it. Mm-hmm. But because they said it out loud, the criticism was overwhelming yeah. from at least one person. Right. And so it was like, 
it really actually just shut them up and stopped them, right? Yeah. Where I never want to be that type of person, right? right? Yeah, we never want to be that, and we never were that. No. But at the same time, I do think that if you're coming up with a business idea, rather than feeling this need to go and talk to someone about it, keep asking questions and trying to figure them out prior to yeah. going to someone about it. If, the, if you have a question that you're going to go ask someone, Try to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And the more work you do in figuring out your business, the more prepared you will be and the more proof you'll have of the idea by mm -hmm. the time you do share it with someone. I totally agree with you. It I, takes I, time. It just it, takes a lot of hard work and time. It does. You can't, there's no shortcuts. Even if you want to go into an incubator where there are a lot of people who either have already built a business or are doing it currently or are there to just help you out. You can't cut corners. You got to do the hard work. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. remember. I can't tell you how many times I had meetings with with students or you know individuals, where they came in and they were like, "I really want to start this." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, what what platform are you on?" Well, I don't have one yet. What do you suggest? Oh, come on. I know. I'm, I'm like, already frustrated I literally, with that. yeah, but I literally would on my computer, sitting down with them, Google best e-commerce platforms, 2019 or whatever, and be like, just search this. <laughs> what I can give you is like, is exactly what you could already find. Like, why yeah, are you meeting with me? You know? And, and, and the problem with that is after that moment that you had with them, your degree of, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold your hand through this just drop significantly. Yeah. Versus if they approached you, Hey, here's my online store. I've made this many sales. I'm trying to figure out how to increase them a little bit more. I'm a little bit concerned about this and this and this and this. Wow. That's really amazing what you're already doing. I'd love to help you. you exactly. Should be in the incubator. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That conversation would have gone totally different if it was like that. And I, and I do think that a lot of people need to kind of remind themselves that if you are starting your own thing, you are engaging in entrepreneurship and you're going to get into the community of entrepreneurship. I think it's super important to just remember that you, the characteristic of being a self starter is absolutely non-negotiable. Mm. Like if you are, <laughs> if you nice, nice little <laughs> quote right there, I totally believe it. If you're not a self starter and you're just asking people to do things for you constantly, and you're asking for your hand to be held constantly, maybe this isn't the world for you or just <laughs> I, I honestly appreciate you're coming off with a little bit of a harshness but that's my vibe with this well like, I just I am very passionate about this. I, I am too and I don't I don't want to discourage anyone I just want to emphasize like remember entrepreneurship very much has to do with you being a self-starter otherwise dependent you're, on it. it's dependent on it if you're not going to be doing this like how long are you going if you don't do it from the beginning as a self-starter of like really doing the hard work and, and really making this your own, taking ownership of it. Like how much longer are you going to be doing it actually? Yeah. I think that there is some correlation. I don't know if there's any actual research on it or not, but I do think the characteristic of, of really identifying yourself as a self-starter mm -hmm. and not just identifying yourself as a self-starter, but actually doing it, you yeah. know, like where you have, you're coming into a meeting very well prepared. Yeah. You're not just asking people to, help you start it at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am really surprised. It is easier now than ever before to create a website for very little money. 
You can do it for free. For free. Yeah. No coding necessary. Pick out your theme. You're good to go. Like it is literally the easiest. It's like as easy as creating Facebook profile. Okay. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> it is these days. So there's literally no excuse. You don't need a developer to create a website if you're just trying to do like a portfolio page or you're just trying to do even an e-commerce site. I don't like even care. Just make a Facebook page. Yeah. It literally could be that. <laughs> it could. Some action needs to, de- you need to take action to demonstrate the validity of what your idea is. Yes. Anyone can come up with an idea. But what makes me really view entrepreneurs as heroes is because it's so few that actually go through and actually push all the way through to the other end. And it's not like it, you can't do in, in this is my other opinion. Maybe this is a whole other conversation. I don't really think you can half-ass entrepreneurship. No. To me, if it's one thing to be a uh, like a lifestyle entrepreneur or you're just doing it to, you know, get by. I love surfing, so I'm going to rent a few surfboards on the beach. That's not the kind of entrepreneur that I think of when I hear the term entrepreneur. Right. I think of someone who's going after it, dedicating their life to this. And you demonstrate that, that to me, boom, man, I'm going to pull you in. And I did. I do that. I love that. And I'm so excited when I find other people like that because, I mean, look at us. We give up everything in pursuit of something bigger than just the two of us. Yeah. And, and, and I really believe it's because we are meant to do something of massive impact. And I'm very excited about whatever that could be. But the last thing I'm going to do is try to tell people about what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to tell people what I'm doing. And if I need something, then I'll let you know. But I only need it if I really, really need it yeah. versus... Uh, I guess I could Google it. Like, come on. I know. We're so above that as I know. humans. You I, know? I mean, honestly, especially for any Gen Zers out there, you've been raised with internet. I don't understand how that 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 doesn't cross your mind to just Google it, right? Yeah. But I do think, you know, if you've Googled it and you're like, hey, I'm trying to choose, choose between, you know, Squarespace or WordPress.com, like, okay, I'll just, I mean, honestly, I'll probably answer your question with a question, yes. you know, like, Rightfully what do you so. exactly what, want to do with this, you yes. know, but I, I do think what you said earlier, I think hits at the core of what this conversation is really about. And maybe at least in, from our perspective, yeah. is it's all, it's about action mm. over words. Yeah. You, you, you gotta, you gotta walk the talk, but if you don't talk and you only walk, yeah. then you know what? I would actually take someone who just walks rather than just talks, right. you know? And I think that the two go hand in hand, of course. And Absolutely. We, if you really actually listen to all of our podcasts, you probably have a good idea of maybe the track that we're on. We're not going to, t- to say anything of course. until it's actually out there, out there and real and real. And, and anyone who knows us, they know that we're, we, you think we can't start something? I mean, it's like those moments where you're like, wait, so you studied entrepreneurship all your life. You two were the ones who started this and like you love it. That's all you do. Yeah, we are still in that world. That is who we are for life. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, if, if you think we're not doing something, then Maybe you don't know us that well. Well, in yeah, honesty. That, that's what I, I mean. That's what I would assume. But I would, I just, I think, obviously, this takes time. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship takes time. It does. We're doing it the fastest we can. Especially when it's like, if, if it's a big idea. Yes. I mean, it's one thing to go outside and sell some lemonade on the corner. But if you're trying to do a game changer, major impact thing, that's going to take some 
hard work and it does take a lot of action, but it also takes a lot of learning too. Yeah. And I would, I would say the timing of it is also very um, important. I think we obviously are just coming out from a year that turned the whole economy and the world upside down. Everyone. Yeah. So, you know, trying to figure out the best way to time this too Mm -hmm. is, is a big part of it as well. But we're, Really grateful that, like our blog, when we launched Life Out of the Box, <laughs> right? We like we were blogging for months before anything started. I think yeah. it was like eight months right. before we actually launched anything. Right. That is actually a pretty normal amount of time it takes for idea yeah. to fruition if you're working on it every single day. Yeah. If you're working on it every single day, not when you're doing it on the side, just on the weekends because yeah. you have a full time job. I kind of feel like, yeah, you got You got to do it every day. Got to go. Got to go way hard and. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Is we're at the point of like just I, I feel like it's a battle, and we're just kind of oddly enough after reflecting on how we launched life out of the box. That's what we're doing with our podcast. Is we're literally sharing the journey, the development of us figuring it all out. Exactly. You listen to episode one. I mean, we can't be more loud and clear about it. It was like, what the hell? I think you used the F word. Yeah. Are, are we doing? And it was like, I'm not sure. But I have a really good feeling that this is going to lead to something else and it may be connected and it may not be. But let's go on this journey together and let's invite our friends to come along. So we're not being fully private, but at the same time, we're letting you come on the ride. And for those who have had their seatbelts on and buckled in, I think that it's going to be something really fun to, 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 for you all to go with. And I actually also think in a weird way, I think that this is something that maybe people in the future will come back to listen to yeah. and be like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, yeah. dude, that's how their brain, they went from, dude, follow this track. You, yeah. you can track it perfectly to where they're at right now. Yeah. I am excited to tell the story based on this year journey of podcasting. It is. It's, it's been fun. I mean, that's probably the primary reason that we do it is because it's yeah. so beneficial to us and it's also fun to like. It, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's a blast. It is. And honestly, if you're listening to this, we want you to know that you're part of our core community. Yeah. Like this is, if you're listening to this, if we love you. If you're listening in the present, yeah. even if you're listening to this in the future, we're grateful that you came on back. Yeah. And there's a reason why we're not marketing this. No. You found it. How? I'm very curious because we're doing this on purpose. This is all very much an experiment. If you haven't really kind of caught on to that, this yeah. is all very much... Isn't life an experiment? It is all. Isn't entrepreneurship it an is. experiment? But I don't want to market it to people who maybe. I just. I feel like the way that people find this is actually more fascinating to me than the idea of trying to get more people to listen to Very it. insightful. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. We look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye.